money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I am. I'm slowly waking up, so I'm good. Slowly waking up. Mm-hmm. like uh, it's In Ottawa, if you're listening on the radio station, it's Friday morning at 9, mm-hmm. but if you're listening it to on podcast, it could be any time of the day or night. It could be 3 a.m. Yeah. So, so, so uh, that's a bit of a scary thought listening to us at 3 a.m. I don't know. But there it is. So yeah. let's talk money with Dave and Reb, <laughs> where we talk about the hard issues about money at 3 a.m. in the morning. Yes, we do. So, And uh, anytime that you want to listen, you can listen on your, your favorite podcasting platform and and again, if you are on a platform, uh, please rate us. Uh, that's really helpful in terms of just promoting and, and getting. And we're, okay, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you say that every week, but I'm like, oh, and our Facebook Q&A. Yes. That's so, at 10 a.m. this 10 morning. 10 a.m. Uh, every Friday morning. And, and the reality is, is that's a great time to just kind of have a little interaction with Reb and I. And we try and keep those really current in this COVID environment, you know, talking a little bit about questions around COVID. Whereas in the podcast, we, we just can't, yeah, we just we can't, can't keep, keep up, up to, the, yeah. to the speed of change. Yeah. So. so I also want to say for any of you who like Dave and know him, his birthday is in the next week and it's August 6th and he's 50. So you can send him a message through our website, morethanenough.ca and tell him how old he's getting. <laughs> So Dan, can you just erase <laughs> that part out of the podcast? No, just kidding. August uh, 6th, he's shaking his head. 50 no, he's not years. Doing it. He's so. an old guy now. He's feeling. I don't it. look his, a day over forty. His hair is graying. Mm. You know all of that good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. I just thought I'd throw that out there. And of course, I won't do the the response and say how old Rebecca uh, yeah, is. Yeah, I'm fifty one. I'm, I'm proud it, so. to be older than you. So there you finally, I'm not letting that bug me anymore. Anyway, so he's fifty. So send him a message. Here we go. All your blessings, actually. I will for my take dear all husband. Of that. I will for my take dear all husband. Of that. Anyway, I guess we should get to the show. So today, this is a great show because. Um, Comes out of a question. Yeah. From so, so Debbie talks to, and our office talks to those of our clients who've done mortgages and every year checks in on people. And every, uh, every, she has a bunch of questions she asks. And one of them is if you could have, have a podcast request for a show, what mm-hmm. would you, what would you want Dave and Reb to talk about? And we haven't heard this one before and it's great. Yeah. This is not one that I can say, you know, I, in the last 12 years that, that I've been coaching, maybe somebody might've mentioned this one. It certainly isn't on my radar. So this but, is what, like literally it came up at the beginning of July and we're like, okay, when we're recording, we're doing this. And the question is, you know, what do I do? I hate money. What do I do when I hate money? You know, Mm -hmm. it's a necessary evil. So we spent some time thinking about this and talking about it. So we're going to, we're just going to open the discussion because again, we don't, we're not here. Hopefully we're not telling you what to do. We want to direct you to the one who has some answers, which is. So it's it's interesting because I mean, the very first thought that I had in, in reading the question was, is, well, the Bible talks about, 
the love of money. Right. Which I'm going to read in a second. Right. So I'm but, gonna... but, but the reality was, is, you know, I was like, hmm, does the Bible talk about hating money? Um, and, and so that started uh, really yeah, the, the conversation. Anyway, so, so we have some ideas and we have some thoughts based on what we've seen and the world we live in because we live in this, you know, we're always talking about money. Anyway, I'm going to read First Timothy 6 and I'm going to read p- parts of it because they're so good. If you could go and read this chapter, it is just, it is a directive of Paul to Timothy in a letter and it's just beautiful. So I'm going to start at verse 6. Uh, yeah, it's first Timothy. Is it first Timothy six? Anyway, I don't, I haven't written out on a piece of paper. Dave will clarify in a minute, but I'm going to start in first Timothy at verse, this verse, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, Flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Then he goes on about taking hold of eternal life and the rewards. And then he says in verse 17, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain. But to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. I wish we could just... Like, I know, keep like, reading that. I okay. mean, there's so much in these verses. Command those who are rich in this world. And you're going to turn off your ears because you're going to say, well, I'm not rich. Well, if you go to globalrichlist.com, you will determine that if you live in Canada or the Western or mm-hmm. in North America and you plant poke in your um your, your income. W- income, even if it's a part time salary and you're a student, you'll be shocked at at what, we'll leave that for a surprise. Yeah, for well, you. you go to globalrichlist.com and you will learn very quickly you are one of the people Jesus is talking to here. Command those who are rich in this present age, don't be arrogant and don't put your hope in wealth. Put it, put your hope in God and then do good. Be rich in good deeds. Be generous and willing to share. And in so doing, we will lay up for ourselves treasure. Now, this, I know, doesn't have anything to do with hating money. So why do I talk about it? Because this passage is so rich in in principles for how to live and how to relate to our money. Don't, don't be pursuing money it says earlier he said don't because it plunges people into ruin and destruction for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil so here we got the love of money but we're going to talk about well what do you do with you hate when you hate money and i'm like well by the way just jumping in first timothy six was correct oh it was first timothy six okay great good sorry i had anyway just how i had written it down so i like 
I mean, Dave, you're going to have to help me with this, but I don't think it's about actually the money. I don't think we, I mean, it's a necessary evil, but well, and that's that's exactly you know that's exactly what we've been is is it the money they hate is it the the fact that you have to pay attention to it that that so much of our world is focused on the love of money and and that's the rebellion again we just get the questions so we're I'm gonna throw out some of these things that that quite possibly you know in a sense could say yeah well I I hate money and that's that's I think the top of my list uh, is that. It's, it's this constant discussion, this constant pressure, this constant uh, focus on money. If I could just turn off everything and, and in a sense, still have food to eat and still have uh, you know, a place to live, and I, didn't, I could do all that without money, Oh, that's utopia, right? Like, that, that, you know, because I hate that I have to go to work. I hate that I have to, you know, spend my time doing a job that I might not like. And again, I'm, I'm just throwing that out there and say all for, for money so that I can what? Have a roof over my head and eat food. And, you know, for some of us, it's like, that's all I feel I do. I don't go out and have any fun. Right, but the scripture actually says, if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. For we have brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. So somehow, so there's, so, so like we talk about the heart issues of money, there's a lot of heart issues around that statement. I hate money. It's a necessary evil. Um, my mother always said to me, because in our journey of the last 12 years, we've had income, not had income, struggled, couldn't pay bills, could pay bills. We've had, we've had this journey in our own life. And I'd be talking to my mom about it. And she said, yeah, some people say money's not the only thing, but it sure helps. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Yeah, she'd, she'd say, it's not, yeah, money's not the only thing, but it sure helps. And I, I would laugh every time. I'm like, oh, mom. And then she'd know that we were in this ministry and business to help, you know, help people identify heart issues around money. And anyway, we'd always have a good laugh about it. We're like, yeah, it, it really does help to have money in the bank. You don't feel stress. But I think, I think it's like Gail Vaz Oxlade said, you know, Money is, you know, they say is the cause of divorce, like third largest cause of divorce. Well, it's not the money. Money is just a tool. Money is the tool, but it's how we behave with the money mm. and how we um, talk about the money and communicate about money. So I think it's it's the communication. It's the stress. It's, it's wanting to do something but not being able to because you just don't have the cash flow. Well, and, and here's another thought uh, along that. We, we talk an awful lot in our Unleashed coaching program about your money story. It's one of the first exercises that we do inside right. of a, a, our we, Unleashed in program. In January, we did do a podcast about it, actually. And, and, and the reality is, is if within our money story, there's, there's something around money that maybe there's a hurt, maybe there's a pain, maybe there's a there's there's something in your money story um, that would say, well, I just hate money, right? Uh, um, much the same as you know, uh, I hate broccoli. Well, you know, for most of us, there's a traumatic experience around broccoli. Our our moms made it us eat it once, and then that tainted us I for it. it's our broccoli is rice story. Pudding. 
Yeah, yeah, well, it could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rice puddings, rice puddings yeah, up not, there. No, anyway. you don't give him rice pudding for his birthday. Oh, if you're going to give him a gift. Or Brussels sprouts, right? Like we have these, <laughs> you know, Brussels sprouts is actually a good experience for me because they were delivered to me the first time with lots of cheese on top mm-hmm. and, and everything. And it was like, okay, well, I can handle Brussels sprouts. But I know a lot of people are like, those are disgusting. And that's from their Brussels sprout story, if I can say. Right. So you're saying that our relationship with money could also be affected uh, like that, that hating money could be affected by our, our upbringing and our story and relationship, what we saw it with our family or Mm -hmm. um, maybe we saw a family tore apart because money was the issue or, or uh, I'm thinking of another, like an, a related thing, but you know, if you grew up in a home where you wore hand-me-downs, because I've heard this story, and you kind of vow to yourself, when I get older, I'm not going to have hand-me-downs. Yeah. Or I've heard uh, uh, one family say, you know, uh, we were we had money, but we'd never go on holidays and or a vacation. We never do things as a family, so they you know what, we're vowing that we're not going to have that happen. So they go all over the world, right? So you make those kinds of decisions based on what you've experienced growing up. And that's what we're trying to say. So, And to I, pick up on your point, it, it's not about the money. It, right. It's about the story. It's about, right. you know, in a sense, it, what what's happened that you, you say, you know what, I just, I just hate money. You know, I, I do get very often people say, well, I'm just no good at it. I'm just not a very good money manager. And, and I, and, uh, you know, with a little bit of coaching, everybody can be, do money management. Well, this is not a highly technical, um, you know, rocket science kind of thing. We, we can simplify money down that anybody, even, even our seven year old girl gets money, uh, because, it's that simple. But I think it's also the lies you believe. Because also, you know, when we had less, when we looked at our finances in some of those seasons and we saw we were making less money than um, our expenses, I would feel terrible like I was a bad money manager. And you finally had to say, Reb, we just aren't drawing in the income that we need. So mm-hmm. it's so I had to hear you speak the truth to me because what happens is I can understand that resentment toward money then. Mm-hmm. Because every time you look in your bank account, it's empty. Every time you're you're working really hard but you can't seem to um, make ends meet, that then then you yeah, you, I would. I could understand the resentments toward the thing called money, right. but but yet it's really, you know, am I resenting you because we don't make enough or for the journey that we've walked along, or is it because I I'm resenting myself because we made a long time ch- decision a long time ago that I'd stay home with the kids, you know, and that affa- affects our cash flow. So instead of seeing it as a privilege, like my own thinking around some of the decisions around money have led me astray. And then I just, instead of dealing with issues maybe with you, you know, that I'm, I, there are issues I have with you and, and, mm-hmm. you know, in our money journey, you know, about income or about, you know, um, how, how, what we put money towards and I, and you want to just save money and do whatever you want to do with money. And I would like to enjoy it sometimes, you know, and then I say, well, I just hate money. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not really, it's not the money that I'm hating. It's actually, I'm growing in resentment toward you because we're not talking about the issues. And we're going to blame money. And we're going to blame, blame money. This, this thing Be- called money out right. there that causes this strife between you and I. Right. Because I uh, don't want to confront you. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that happens anymore because we talk about it a little more freely now. But I can totally see. So, or I say to myself in my nature, well, you know, I'm, I just must be bad with money. It's not about him. But in the meantime, the real issue is. I'm growing in resentment toward you or our circumstance, then I'm acting like a victim because I have lost sight of the contentment. I haven't done what it says in First Timothy 6 that, you know, and it doesn't say, you know, you have food and clothing, so you should be content. The word is really clear. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. I mean, that is a... I, I don't. I would have to go look up the actual Hebrew and all, or the Greek. But I do that, love the way he starts. I mean, this, this is going back to the first few words of of First uh, Timothy six 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 six. Uh, and, you know, godliness with contentment. So you know, it does go back to let's bring God into our money story. Let's bring God into it mm-hmm. and say, you know, there are parts of our money story that that were wounded and they need healing. Uh, okay, and there are parts of our money story where we actually can't get to contentment because we actually need to do the godliness part first, right? So I'm looking around and, and I'm not going to be content because, you know, to be honest, I'm not looking at, at, I'm looking around at the world around me with greed. Well, that's actually a godliness thing. And, and he actually addresses it a little further down, but greed that's a that's a character thing. That's a God working in my heart thing. But, uh, and I'm not going to get to contentment until I deal with that. So right. I love how Paul writes that and says, Timothy, these two things are in interaction. There's there's the godliness part. We have to to do the godliness part, and then and then there will be contentment as well. But it's the two are hand in hand. It's not uh, you know. It's kind of a and both, but they both have to happen. Well, and I think. Th- like to to step back, uh, one step back, you know, we hear these directives from the word of God, you know, pursue godliness and contentment. He said, you know, here's your answer. Don't pursue money, but pursue faith, love, godliness. And you're, you may be in your journey and this is all new to you that you would even ask God about your finances. You may, you may be wondering, well, how do I do that? Do you just open your little devotional Bible and pray and then all is right with the world? I would suggest that you're going to have to lament a little bit. I think you're going to have to cry out. Um, there's one one uh, blog I read from a person that says, go scream in your pillow if you had to. You know, if you have to complain, com- put your complaint out to the Lord. He already knows you're feeling annoyed. Like, so let's just be real. Mm-hmm. You don't have to complain to the whole world and you don't stay in the complaint. The purpose of the complaint and the lament, which we find a lot in the Psalms, is lamenting your situation. Uh, I'm reading a Jordan Peterson book for those of you who know him anyway. Um, but he makes this, he always makes this statement, you know, life is suffering. Life mm-hmm. is hard. And we're pretending that it's supposed to be this happy place, but there's hard stuff that 
that's happening. And this COVID environment is not easy on anybody. Mm-hmm. And if you believe it can be, it's just even if you're still working and you're got lots of work and lots of money and all that, we're dealing with all different things. Our kids are home more than ever. You know, I, I'm bringing Serena back to homeschool in the fall. So, you know, that's a whole dimension of work and homeschool. How do we do that? You know, there are things that we are are challenged by and we can lament. I can say to the Lord, Lord, this isn't what my plan was. Well, the last few years, my whole life hasn't been what it's planned, you know, but lament to the Lord and then do as the psalmist does and say, but I will praise you. Mm-hmm. And then start thinking about what to praise him for. I mean, we have a list of things we can do when we feel we hate money, but um, I'm going to throw, I have I have a primary one, but I'm going to start with even one I didn't write down for Dave and I in our notes, and that is gratitude. Mm-hmm. The place of contentment can be found. Can you say, thank you, God, that I have food and shelter and clothing today, that I have a meal in front of me. Can we just say thank you for that? Look at what you do have in him. Look at what you are able to do. Um, I I know that we all have a different story and our laments are different, um, but I just want to encourage you to lament, but then move into gratitude. Just just practice it. Write it down. Even if you don't feel grateful, just start saying it. Because I think saying it or writing it down shifts our focus. The other, you know, and I'm, I'm probably going to switch gears a little bit here. But when, when, I, when we, we had the question, you know, what do I do when I hate money? And I thought, well, that's really interesting. You know, it's kind of like saying, well, what do you do when you hate shoes? Like, it's not the shoes fault, right? Like, okay, so, so you hate shoes. So response, I hate shoes. Well, I just won't wear shoes. Mm, not so sure that's a good response, but, but like, how do you deal with that? Because you need to wear shoes in our current world because, well, not wearing shoes can be you really find, difficult. Then, okay, if we take their example, then you go find a pair that that is the most comfortable you you do you do some intentional research you do some things that will help create better happiness so, for your feet yeah like, and and you know the uh, reb you're probably going to mention this this article that you'd read but one of the the comments in the article that jumped out at me was is you you create a lifestyle around money or or you create a, a money lifestyle and and i thought to myself well yeah, you, we do want you to create a new money story. You know, that's part of the journey that we do when we're going through Unleash with our, with our coaching clients is recreating a money story that, or parts of their money story that, uh, that are going to change. And so you go, okay, well, if I, if I hate shoes, then maybe there's a pair of shoes that I could learn to like. Right, you have to learn to like it. If if you hate money, maybe there's some tips or tricks or things that that we could do that will allow you to at least exist in the same room as money. You know. Well, like, and 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 there's a an article that I will I'll post on the show notes today. How to manage um, money when you hate money, and there are some suggestions she has. But but the suggestion that we have, I mean, other than analyzing your whole life and trying to figure it out, which I mean, that's why we have coaching. So, I mean, that's a whole, we can't go there today. Mm-hmm. But one of the things, you know, so be grateful. Lament out the complaint you have mm-hmm. um, about money. Write it down. T- 
tell write write down why you think you hate money. What is it? Don't do you not have enough? Do you want to go on a vacation and you can't do, or you think you can't do it? There are some lies that you've believed about money that just aren't true. Money is a tool. It's it it's it's really how you're behaving with money. Own what you need to own. And we're gonna just we have five minutes left, but I'm gonna say this. So be great. Lament. Write it down. Be grateful. Start writing things down you're grateful for and then reach out for help. I mean, we are a coaching company and we have financial coaches who who walk with people all day long, um, answering questions, walking through journeys. We try and be question askers, not tell you what to do kind of people. And you don't have to come to a coach. You don't have to come to more than enough, but find someone you can talk to. Um, ask for help. All the rest of the suggestions come out of asking for help. Mm-hmm. So so the, another thing we can, I wrote, I'll mention this one, you can mention a couple others, but so once you've lamented, once you've been start this grateful journey, once you're asking for help, or if you feel you can't, then let's skip to this one. Bite off uh, this big thing of money in your head, one small thing at a time. So today, decide that you could do one small thing. So you're going to go and read a money management blog today, mm-hmm. and you're going to read one a week for the next six weeks, and you're right. going to just start, oh, what do they say about managing money? If When we hate money, I'm using my air quotes, when you feel you hate money, you probably are avoiding money. Mm-hmm. So you want to do something intentional. So that was just one suggestion. You know what? Start reading about money. Put Listen to a podcast. Listen, Let's li- talk money with Dave and Red. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. Right. right. And then some people, it takes them a year or two to actually call us. Mm-hmm. That They say they've been listening to us for a while. Well, just do those things. Implement that one small good thing you can do today. And, and maybe start it off with the serenity prayer. We know that prayer, Lord, give me the grace to change the things that I can and I don't know it and, off by heart. But and to, the grace to accept the th- things, things I can't. That I can't. And, and to recognize, that, I mean, part of that prayer is just simply saying there are some things that you can actually do that you can do that that you can say, okay, in my, as you said, maybe I'm going to listen to a, read a blog or re- listen to a podcast or buy a book or maybe I'm going to do the, the compass um, Bible study material with somebody. They're being, it's being offered at my church or maybe I'm going to volunteer to start it because I don't, I hate money and I, and I realize that, well, if I'm going to live in this world, I'm going to have to learn at least how to use it uh, in that way. So all kinds of suggestions of that. that. Uh, I will encourage you as you do that to be looking for the truth. Um, there, there's, mm-hmm. you know, you search on the internet and there's all kinds of ways that you can make a million dollars in five steps or less. I'm not so sure there's a lot of truth in a lot of that. So look for the truth when it comes to money. Um, and, and start and, to understand that it might not be about you hating money. It might be the, the heart issues around your your response to money. And that that might take some, some time. Um, the other one is stop blaming yourself and telling yourself you're a bad money manager. Just stop. Yeah. It's shame. And you've got to give yourself some grace. So start saying, you know, in Christ... You can do all things, yep. and you can do your money in Christ. And I'll, and and we'll kind of end with this last one, which is really the first one. Often you can't do it by yourself. You mm-hmm. do need help. You do need some guidance. You do need somebody to to enter into that world with you for all kinds of reasons. And that's some that somebody has to be somebody you can trust. That has to be somebody that has your best interest in mind. That that is going to walk beside you and 
help you avoid those spots where you're going to fall in the ditch, mm-hmm. but also be the first to jump in the ditch with you and, and in a sense, help you get out. Um, and it gets you talking about a topic that you aren't used to talking mm-hmm. about as well. And that's really great if you start talking about money. So, I, Lord, there's so much to say. And as coaches, we just want to encourage people. So, Lord, today, will you do the encouraging? Will you transform hearts and uh, allow people to see uh, what's going on in their hearts around their attitudes with money and that you would be their guiding light and discernment and wisdom? And I just pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. So I want to thank you, Reb, for being so practical today. You just you just bless my heart with all your practical uh, you know, little examples there. Thanks. So, um, I'm glad I blessed you. And I want to thank you, the listener, for listening in. And uh, again, join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of more than enough financial fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.